Welcome again, everybody. And as you know, I'm always delighted to have people on this uh, on this show, and I am super excited and super delighted to have um, Lucas. Lucas, I've already forgotten how to pronounce your surname. Marosh, Marosh, Maroshtik. It's Lucas Maroshtik, and thanks, Alex, for having me. Perfect. And I stumbled across Lucas as one does through social and uh, and LinkedIn because he had uh, written this awesome article around um, his case study on the global social selling program that he had created at Signify. Now, Lucas describes himself as a global senior digital marketing manager, SEO program lead, lead digital selling account based marketing program architect. And as I said, this article that caught my eye, I'm going to zip through an exact summary, which uh, I'm literally just reading from what Lucas um, wrote, and then we're going to go through it. So pilot nine months from February 2020 to October 2020. So slap bang during the global pandemic, uh, 70 accounts, international markets, uh, France, UK and Ireland, DAC, Nordics, Central European Union, CEE, US, 84 people in total, 12,000 contacts prospected. Pipeline dynamics, 3x better dynamics for new funnel selected and named accounts, 43 to 1 ROI across everything that was done. Awesome. Enough about me, Lucas, you, your story, your story at Signify. I think this is going to be a really interesting one because a lot of people talk about social selling, the do's and the, and, and the don'ts. But what caught my attention is that you really went through the process, the learnings, and the key thing is the success and the outcomes. What did this actually do? How did this work? Right, I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed, it's uh, it's it's not an easy topic because I, I think over uh, six years that I uh, I do social selling mm -hmm. uh, as part of my B two B roles uh, at Signify. Uh, uh, social selling from a very trendy uh, topic, uh, very. Uh, a good way of, of doing business evolved into a buzzword. Uh, uh, a lot of uh, uh, people jump on that trend. Uh, and it's not easy one because you need to know uh, which things are bringing value, which things are, are simply wasting of your time. And, and, and finally, the hardest part to me was the change management, change management of uh, putting something new on corporate uh, agenda of, mm -hmm. of, of, of the company, because this is experiments uh, and, and, and companies that not necessarily like experiments on the sales level, right? Mm -hmm. uh, secondly, uh, you have uh, the change management of certain behavior of, of people uh, that you invite to, to the program, which are sellers. Yeah. And, and myself uh, actually is quite interesting because once I, started six years ago i was uh, this classic uh, marketeer doing the uh, demon generation mm -hmm. uh having a couple of nice uh, best practices but i was like not necessarily s spending a lot of time with sales and to me uh, at the beginning six years was a kind of an eye-opener because i realized uh, how big tension is between those two teams that, that certain expectations of sellers are not met and, and, and vice versa. Marketeers are, are, are saying things about the follow-up of on, on, on generated leads. So, so there was a lot of, uh, let's say, tension. And, 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 and this is usually the, 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 the thing which, uh, when there is a tension, when there is certain crisis, there, there is also a huge opportunity because uh, if you will find a way to connect those two worlds, uh, then uh, this is something which, by the way, I love, is uh, doing something new that, that yeah. for some reason was not existing. And then connect to this, all the trends connected with people talking about account-based marketing, uh, but not necessarily uh, uh, 
being able to do this properly. So from advertising perspective, from SaySnap perspective, uh, from 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 different tools perspective, yeah. we have a lot of tools those days, uh, and 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 not necessarily uh, being successful in, in in showing the results made me think that. Uh, it's not only about change management that I already talked about, but it's also about connecting certain dots, mm -hmm. certain tools uh, together, uh, understanding also how, how, how to use them, how to use content, where, when it is too much, when it is too less, uh, and also be very clear about uh, certain structure. Yeah. But I will, I will comment on that uh, later on. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So with regards to the... Uh, yes, absolutely agree with you. The tension between sales between sales and marketing is it's it's a known thing. It continues to 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 be. But if I reflect back on my time when um, I was trying to introduce social selling at a much more basic level than than you did at Signify, uh, using LinkedIn Sales Navigator, um, Christian probably seven eight years ago now. Again, going to the board and convincing them to part with a not inconsiderable amount of money for an experiment when they kind of said to you, but Alex, you understand this thing called LinkedIn. What if the rest of the business doesn't? And my argument was, well, we've got to start somewhere. That was before it was kind of trendy or even was a, was a thing. That was more, there's this new tool, it's pretty cool. So how did you go about convincing the board during a global pandemic that we should spend some money on something that I'm not sure might even work? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that, that's that is that is that is a very great question, and uh, yeah, I, I was I was lucky that I, I started more or less a similar moment than you did, which was mm -hmm. six years ago. I was uh, uh, head of uh, CE market uh, for yeah, yeah. for uh, Signify, mm -hmm. and uh, our marketing director approached me uh, with a question of uh, using LinkedIn more in our mm -hmm. communication, and that was the time that. Uh, uh, LinkedIn was considered as a very expensive platform to do yeah. advertisements. Uh, it was more about people reach than uh, company mm -hmm. profiles reach. Uh, and I was like looking at this challenge from the perspective, okay, if I will just open the profile, I will start communication. I will post po put posts, uh, agency behind that, community management, so mm -hmm. classic stuff which you do on, on social media, yeah. like Facebook. Uh, not gonna fly because the algorithm was completely different and i was like trying to understand that uh that was also the moment that linkedin uh was uh, entering polish markets uh, right. uh, with their sales solutions sales navigator yeah, and i yeah. start looking for for people and, and they, they they showed me this tool uh sales navigator and we start actually uh looking how how we can uh, use it so we decided to keep it very small. Uh, so we put uh, 20 licenses. Mm -hmm. uh, we gave it to the best sellers. Uh, we had a yeah. little bit of coaching from uh, from LinkedIn. Uh, I, I looked in our marketing team and we start sitting at the same table with uh, 20 sellers uh, and uh, a couple of marketeers um, and start talking about what we can do. Yeah. So yeah. we were trained with Sales Navigator. We start doing that. Uh, I, I start uh, also... Um, working with uh, sales one-to-one -to, -one to yeah. develop their LinkedIn profile. So that was classic, like yeah, uh, yeah. building the foundations, helping uh, uh, sellers to, uh, to to use the tool. Mm -hmm. And also the, the biggest learnings uh, are, are coming from uh, from that period. Uh, fast forward six months later, we, we closed with very nice ROI. I, I think was 
47 to 9. But of course, the scale was very, very, very yeah. small because we were not doing that much of advertising. Yeah. Uh, but still, we had a very significant uh, uh, results. Uh, mm -hmm. Then uh, my colleague uh, uh, from UK, uh, head of digital, uh, asked me whether they can use the same assumptions uh, that we've done for yeah. CE uh, in uh, UK. Uh, mm -hmm. And then we uh, we've done this uh, on that market. ROI was uh, also very impressive. I, I as far as I remember, around I think it was thirty-seven to one. Mm -hmm. And then the global program was born. So this is more or less uh, four years ago. Yeah. Uh, we put on board uh, agency. I was more consulting, still sitting on the yeah. market uh, level, uh, and the program uh, took off. Yeah. For some reason, uh, we had uh, good uh, results, but for other, unfortunately, there was uh, a lack of uh, traction from, uh, from, from, let's say, focus perspective. So we were trying to reach everyone with Sales Navigator using right. this as an extended LinkedIn. Yeah. And the moment uh, which was very uh, important was uh, more or less two years ago, yeah. once I joined the global uh, team uh, as a B2B uh, digital marketing lead. Yeah. And I was starting actually to still having a big sentiment to social uh, yeah. uh, selling. Uh, try to uh, to look what went wrong and and can we fix it? Can we can we can we do this better? Uh, so I listed all the uh, problems. Uh, I listed also all my experience, uh, mm -hmm. also from my uh, work um, as a digital selling coach, which which yeah. I do more as a kind of my passion. Mm -hmm. And uh, we put a program which was uh, trying to address all the uh, problems. So first of all, we wanted to be very clear to sellers uh, about what is the expectation. Right. Secondly, we needed focus, which was uh, the big problem. So we decided to go with uh, account-based marketing. So let's okay. look for 70 companies that yeah. we do not have business with, and we would like to uh, try to test it. Why also this was important? Because... Uh, the previous pilots uh, were were sometimes not necessarily easy to judge because yeah. we were generating a lot of business and sometimes mm -hmm. we we were uh, facing the problems that uh, uh, attribution of uh, social selling yeah. to certain mm -hmm. deal was very difficult because everything in digital is uh, omnichannel those days yeah. and, and and sometimes social selling will uh, uh, wake up certain opportunity which uh, gone dark mm -hmm. uh, but someone was working before you even yeah, yeah. put a social selling on the roadmap, okay. right? So, so then, then how, how to attribute it? Yeah. In our case, uh, there was like a, a carte blanche. Yeah. Nothing, zero, zero business on those companies. So it was easier to, uh, to judge. So old 17 net cold companies, never done business with, with, with Signify. So you were starting from base zero, as you said. Exactly. So yeah. it was about... Uh, and it was easier to measure, but harder yeah. to start because yeah. you need to put this also in, yeah. in, in, in decision makers' heads uh, that there is company uh, uh, like Signify selling very complex lighting uh, products yeah. and, and, and build that uh, awareness. Mm -hmm. um, so, so maybe this, uh, this was kind of a, a difficult way, but, but only, only way uh, mm -hmm. because we believed in, in, in the program so much to, to to, to, to avoid situation that in the end, after nine months, uh, we will say, oh, but what about attribution? I was like, maybe some, not necessarily like very clear 
uh, impact of uh, of digital selling or, or account-based marketing uh, advertising, which were, by the way, connected, which I will also comment in a second. Mm -hmm. So with regards to with regards to that, how then? So this was this was February 2020, right? When you we, you started this. So oh, we actually started. We were very lucky. Uh, uh, no one knew that pandemic is coming, obviously, and yeah. we start working on that uh, September 2019. Uh, so Obviously. I think uh, approximately four months was the, the whole selection of 70 uh, yeah. accounts because it was uh, not only that, also we were looking at business compatibility, value mm -hmm. drivers compatibility. So it was like quite extensive research. Uh, and then uh, we start actually setting up uh, all the trainings uh, in December and, yeah. and, and shooting the trainings in December. Mm -hmm. uh, January trainings were uh, based on e-learning infographics okay. and uh, internal uh, processes that we mapped around our processes that we tried to reflect uh, in tools like Sales Navigator. Yeah. So was it all the training was all e-learning? Was it all self uh, self help, or was there a blend of kind of human interaction as well? That was blended. So so yeah. so the training was was built in a very simple way. So. Yeah. Three models, every model you need approximately 30, 40 minutes to complete. Uh, yeah. And that was a big challenge because we knew if we will make it too complex, then we will lose sellers uh, yeah. in the process. So uh, if you want to do full day training, then probably you can do this uh, just you know from the road, let's call it. Uh, if you want to do half an hour peel of knowledge, then you spend a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, and that was, uh, that was uh, I, I think, January was like really difficult for us. I was like uh, having dreams in the middle of the night of uh, checklists and <laughs> processes, crazy. So we shoot those uh, simple videos, processes, we, yeah. we put it into our internal e-learning platform and, uh, uh, and, and segmented trainings into three uh, modules. First was very simple for everyone actually in our company, not only sellers. So we also tried to build certain awareness of the program using that one it was about personal branding. It's, yeah. it's, it's needed for a seller. It's needed mm -hmm. for everyone for employee advocacy, right? So yeah. we bring value already uh, bigger than, than only uh, 90 sellers. Mm -hmm. Secondly, uh, we we've done a training on uh, which was based also on the experience which I uh, which I mentioned talking to sellers about breaking our uh, communication barriers in, right. in going and making social outreach. So yeah. it's easy to uh, pimp uh, your profile, but it's very difficult <laughs> to uh, to start uh, communicating, uh, yeah. writing posts. So I, I had to, like simple questions from sellers like. What I should post about, or or, or finally they posted and and they are uh, saying, oh, customer commented and like, what I should do, and then you know, yeah, you you usually it's like very difficult and obvious question. Then then of course I over time I start asking them, okay, what you would normally do if you would be in, uh, if customer would approach you on the conference and ask yeah. you this question uh, or this comment, then silence and then. I would ask a question, fantastic, let's do this on, on digital. So sometimes the barriers are in our head and and, yeah. and, and, and this is not about ability to write on LinkedIn, it's, it's about understanding that LinkedIn works exactly the same like any other communication channel, yeah. uh, like phone, like, you know, yeah. uh, talking on, on conference. Uh, it, it's not, not so much different. Maybe one yeah. thing is different on conference. Yeah. Uh, you talk to one person, uh, and on, on LinkedIn, you can talk to thousands of uh, uh, different uh, decision makers, mm -hmm. uh, which are your network, with one post. So, 
So that was kind of a breakthrough, and the second module was focusing on that. So how to make people uh, how to make people uh, active on LinkedIn, how to make them uh, comment, like, yeah. post, uh, uh, write articles uh, mm -hmm. was also guidelines on 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 simple article. Mm, so how how to do social outreach, and then finally. Uh, module three, which was only dedicated to people with Sales Navigator, uh, with uh, all the workflows that uh, we mm -hmm. wanted to reflect. So, how to move the list of seventy into Sales Navigator? How to map all those accounts, decision makers, yeah. uh, different hierarchies, different tiers? So, so, so we were using uh, Sales Nav, and it was working very well because you can put a lot of filters uh, and, and parameters and searches. You can collaborate on lists. So, mm -hmm. that was that was very. Uh, good because it, it was giving us focus. It was giving us uh, certain uh, steps uh, which were easier maybe to understand for seller. And of course, that was the basic. So if you completed the training, then uh, the, the, the next step was, uh, uh, was individual session. Right. So everyone needed to complete the training to be on the same level of understanding. Yeah. Uh, that was that was very important because we didn't want uh, people uh, actually uh, or, or actually people who who were transferring the knowledge also to be burned out on on the knowledge transfer. So we needed to ser select certain uh, baseline and then build on that. So already with that program uh, training program, uh, we were trying to focus on how we will quickly identify champions from mm -hmm. uh, from all the activities. So. Uh, uh, during the verbal uh, training sessions, which were uh, organized to, to, to many, many people uh, at once, then later, of yeah. course, we were going into also one-to-one -one coaching, mm -hmm. uh, we built uh, the concept of uh, digital selling funnel, yeah. which, was, uh, which was split into three phases, uh, mm -hmm. map phase with all the activities you need to do in Sales Navigator. Yeah. Uh, engage phase with all the social outreach uh, activities uh, mm -hmm. that you need to do on LinkedIn. Yeah. And then finally, uh, follow up, which are the activities. Once you have already relations or you are connected to new decision maker, you have certain dialogue, you, you yeah. identify whether uh, you, are, you are going in the same direction. Yeah. Uh, with all this uh, social selling mantras, uh, don't pitch too early, so provide the value first. Uh, okay. That was... Uh, that was difficult, obviously, because sellers' uh, uh, their mindset is to to close the deal, yeah, so they need to be effective. <laughs> I want the deal now. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, so that was uh, that was difficult. But, but actually, we we overcome that with uh, being our sales navigator um, activities. All the taxonomy you can very easily applicate to campaign manager and do the same uh, yep. kind of activities with uh, very targeted advertising with. Uh, or dedicated budget mm -hmm. and then you can exchange those insights because if you have 70 uh, named accounts and you start advertising to them then yeah. you take a report from your advertising and check the effectiveness uh, which mm -hmm. companies uh, resonated into your communication yeah. and then of course uh, sellers uh, knowing that the, the, this impact uh, uh, or lack of impact, then can then can, then can uh, prioritize their activities uh, in Sales Navigator, put uh, uh, certain uh, uh, marks, certain tax on, on, on customers who engage or decision yeah. makers who engage. And, and then over time, of course, uh, social engagement starts, discussion, so we can take insights from sellers and again, modify our, uh, our copy. So 
that was doing well. Pausing on that, that's that's interesting though. So you are, at, and this is, I guess, this is kind of the beauty of when marketing talks to sales and sales talk to marketing. The based on the conversations that the sellers were having with the, the the prospects and the accounts, subject to how that was performing, you then took some of that copy and put that into the paid, or used that as the building blocks for your paid. Does that work that? So so we still needed to uh, to to take it from from the perspective of uh, of course our communication. Uh, so that was more insight to our marketing colleagues yeah. to to work on the on the mm -hmm. post. But uh, uh, moving forward, we realized that also. Uh, a very good element of uh, activation is uh, to have kind of a value or gated content and, and you cannot uh, think about post in advertising or, or post which you advertise to your decision maker as a gated content so you needed certain value mm -hmm. uh, so we thought about uh, webinars uh, okay. uh, and start doing webinars with our internal experts so uh, that was kind of a, a really nice uh, breakthrough uh, because having webinar, you can finally provide more valuable yeah. content to your seller, ask your seller to mm -hmm. promote the webinar uh, yeah. within his uh, network, communicate, uh, invite, and then after the we uh, webinar, follow up with people who, uh, who, who, yeah. will, who will join the webinar. Uh, and also during the webinar, uh, the beauty is that uh, in the end, uh, usually webinars are, are ending with questions. So yeah. those are additional insights that you can take also into into your uh, into your communication later, yeah. and then connect it uh, with with many other sources like uh, social listening uh, uh, based on Sales Navigator, but yeah. also other tools. We uh, are doing both, uh, or even SEO insights, uh, mm -hmm. which are providing us also very valuable uh, information about certain topics which are maybe more or, or less interesting to our customers. So it's about putting all the all the sources. But yes, sometimes uh, we were checking uh, uh, what topics uh, uh, resonate from mm -hmm. our seller's discussion. And then we were clashing this with, uh, uh, with our communication and trying to adjust if possible. And I think the key thing here is what I'm hearing is that, that, that you were doing paid. <laughs> So there are some social selling evangelists out there who will say that paid is absolute, you know, paid is, is, is the devil and paid doesn't work. But what I'm in, you know, I'm intrigued to um, understand that the fact that you were running a paid, like, I understand obviously because you were taking an account-based marketing approach uh, to this, but that's the first time I've come across where it's, it's the social organic aspect, but being supported by paid, but then more importantly, what you were doing and having spoken to you beforehand, I know how your brain works, is that you were then using the data to tweak, move, pitch, you know, just, and, and work with that to make sure you're constantly involving and, and learning. And that, that starts to segue into what Forrester are now talking about, which I know my listeners will be bored of me, me talking about, but what they call dynamic guided selling, which is this next kind of, this next iteration of just sales in the 21st century, is it's your marketing data and your sales data, get those talking with each other and start to make just better, more informed decisions about everything that you're doing. <laughs> That's the way to go, uh, definitely. So if I think about the concept, I, I really, it's hard to believe that it, it is not working already. It's, yeah. it's so uh, natural, uh, but but I believe that it requires certain also maturity of yeah. tools, of, uh, of organization. Mm -hmm. I think B2B uh, in general, uh, and, and in my background, I was, I was doing seven years 
uh, B2C communication before I, I joined exactly. uh, seven years ago uh, yeah. to signify and, and I started doing B2B. And that, that's at first sight, uh, similar uh, kind of a type of communication. Yeah. At second sight, completely different. Yeah. And finally, uh, unfortunately, uh, there is a lack of uh, usually uh, um, processes, uh, ideas, mm -hmm. how, how to do this differently yeah. uh, for B2B. So uh, I remember when I started, when I done my first uh, successful campaign, I was mm -hmm. like surprised that I had 2000 visits on the landing page, mm -hmm. which is nothing for B2C communication. <laughs> and we generated 150 leads, which says was like uh, uh, really like delighted. <laughs> exactly. So because of the tar very targeted approach uh, and, and also a lot of content, uh, which was connected around uh, yeah, this yeah. very narrow niche. So, so it's 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 amazing if you will connect also B two B SEO, then then you will see that at the first uh, side it's very similar to B two C. But uh, mm -hmm. but if you will go deeper, then you will realize that B two B decision makers are using completely different language than than consumers. And if you know that, then you feel like like a kid in a in a, in a shop with uh, you know toys. You know, it's yeah. like it's so easy to do marketing, but but for some, <laughs> yeah, but for some reason people are 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 not there yet with with B two B marketing. For yeah. some reason they do not see those things which which are ob obvious. So so I I'm really happy that Forrester uh, speak up because uh, we need this type of voice, uh, and, yeah. and I know also how. How this type of trends are are working, how much time they need to, to develop. But I believe that if you are on, on B2B uh, marketing field, uh, then then really amazing changes are in front of us because on B2C, a lot of things were already done. It's very saturated, it's very repetitive. Mm -hmm. uh, for B2B, you need uh, understanding of business, you need understanding of tool, you need also digital. Uh, marketing understanding or, or communication background. So you need to combine those two things. Mm -hmm. And finally, you need to talk to sellers. So so if you are still like working on your communication background, then you do not have time to talk to sellers. So if you want to develop yourself as a professional, then that, that's really cool place to be. That's, uh, it's, it's, and the thing is, it's, it's when, when you kind of break it down to its, its basics, it sounds so bloody obvious. I think that the, the challenge is, uh, is that, you know, to your point, you touched on it earlier, sometimes we need we, we get in the way of ourselves in our head, rather than, you know, we're, we're relying on assumptions, which actually aren't true. We're not necessarily prepared to do something a bit different that might not work. Or, but I've always done it this way. And that way's kind of worked for me. But I think the biggest thing I'm hearing, you know, hearing from from this, which is really great to to, to hear and I wasn't actually expecting that's, that's even awesome when you have these kind of organic conversations is the is the communication between sales and marketing because that that simple thing you know how what would you do if you did if you met someone in a conference well I'll do this this and this okay take that learning and that skill and do exactly the same thing on social but oh my god what if thousands of people see it well if you're doing it and that's why you know I love sales navigator because you can be so specific and targeted in terms of the conversations that you have it, it doesn't it's not thousands of people it's more likely hundreds of people and it's more likely to be hundreds of people that are the right sort of people either at a company level or at a job title level that then see what you're doing and then just start you know bit by bit by bit what i'm interested about then lucas so with the the 70 accounts that you've chosen for kind of for this 
was social the only was social paid organic whatever through linkedin emails messaging etc connecting was that the only type of outbound that was happening or were were sales reps picking up the phone as well and doing the old cold calling or any other types of outreach yeah so 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 we never say to to sellers that this is the only way because uh, it doesn't work like that so yeah. if 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 we do uh display advertising to to select yeah. account then uh, then and and in some way seller can go to this uh, person uh, the other way like mm -hmm. email uh, uh phone book or or, yeah. or via um, any other uh, referral yeah. then 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 why 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 we should not use this opportunity yeah. so so we always look at uh, what i do with digital selling as a uh, kind of a way of enabling people to focus uh, uh, some sellers will use uh, sales navigator only to, to to map their accounts they will never use it for for uh, social engagement because this is the way they are and, and usually yeah. also we need to look at uh, 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 at, at certain uh, individual features so so probably if you will have a, a seller who is millennial then that would be more natural but you have yeah. more also uh, you have older people who, who are like fantastic sellers uh, and, and, and simply it's not their thing to be uh, mm -hmm. everywhere uh, on LinkedIn and, and, and uh, we should honor that because uh, we have m multiple of people like that who are amazing actually in, uh, in, in sales navigator uh, mapping and, and also mm -hmm. using this for, for insight as a kind of a morning newspaper, but, but yeah. they do different ways so so this is only the the kind of a supporting uh, i would mm -hmm. say tool uh, to, to to have a focus uh, advertising of course will help to nurture webinar will uh, will help to nurture even more with more quality yeah. uh, so it's more about providing the the right tools uh, mm -hmm. from marketing to sales and and also uh, checking what works what what not but but yeah. I, I i would never say just use uh, LinkedIn or. I completely agree with you. I, so I put my hands up probably four years ago when I started out on the journey of social. I was one of those that said social selling is the only only way. And then I kind of forced myself into cold calling groups, email marketing groups, and just understanding even the research out there shows that you know in different market different markets with different you know different courses different courses in the US bigger market cold calling for some sectors is, is brilliant in terms of just generating that um that conversation however one can't ignore that social absolutely helps in terms of oh i've heard of you not sure why i've heard of you but i've heard of you so i'll take your <laughs> i'll take your um uh, your call now you you touched on it in terms of attribution and i talk about this till i'm blue in the face and i think you also touched on an interesting piece in terms of social could have resurrected account that went dark has now come on come on back online yeah, as a yeah. pun how you know with the, the the 70 accounts how were you able to kind of pinpoint the moment that the rep puts into the crm system this has been created by social in some shape or form and then you know that pipeline management on top, top top of funnel etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah, so so selecting seventeen named accounts, we we selected the ones which we do not have a, a relation with. So yeah. uh, so that was very obvious. And then we look also at the time horizon of the of the pilot, um, yeah. which was nine months. So if every every anything was created uh, after uh, the launch of the and the communication of the mm -hmm. seventeen named accounts, then we were 
quantifying that yeah. as a lead coming from uh, from the program and mm -hmm. and that was also uh, the way to address uh, the, the previous problems because mm -hmm. uh, yeah we had a situation situations in the past that that yeah we were not able to clearly say mm -hmm. that what we do is uh, because of digital selling because there was so many other uh, history yeah. and and, and mm -hmm. we were going very wide and, and and a lot of people were doing amazing work for years and you know that the deal cycle for complex b2b deals is up to 24 months so <laughs> so how you know we 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 finished like six months ago our pilot and, and still new, new deals still are, are you know uh, being being uh, closed right uh, exactly so so this is this is interesting you know if you will look at uh, also at that area and, and very difficult uh, to, to, to attribute uh, certain channels. So so that was uh, by design our uh, attempt. So having yeah. 17 named accounts without no business, mm -hmm. whatever we will do, uh, and we will do only a uh, few things connected with uh, yeah, those yeah. activities, which is display advertising on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. uh, webinars. Uh, and uh, once we also uh, will have a opt-ins from the webinar invitation that yeah, we, we can do kind of a personalized emails with exactly things uh emails and emails uh, yeah. so 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 this is this is something what uh, what we were doing and then mm -hmm. uh it was really really interesting because you actually asked me also before about uh, a little bit more data so so we were looking yesterday yeah. and uh and a very interesting fact was that uh, we compared um, uh accounts outside of the program and uh, mm -hmm. from the program and yeah. uh, opportunity average opportunity value was twice times as big as uh, as our normal uh, size for complex projects for 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 those ones which are uh, connected with our enterprise sales so mm -hmm. uh, we but but this is this is also interesting because we were also comparing and I'll need to be fair here uh, mm -hmm more simple deals so there was a bigger number of simple deals of yeah. course for those named accounts uh because you can do a complex project for for the company but you can do very simple uh installation yeah. where it's like just installation of lighting points mm -hmm. and looking at that opportunity size then then there was no statistically uh, uh different size of of, of mm -hmm. average size of the deal for for simpler so I would say that this type of approach will definitely work better uh, for 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 complex uh, mm -hmm. projects, complex yeah. uh, concepts uh, uh, that that you are selling. Uh, and and finally, also the, the another finding was uh, very very interesting that we compared new business generation uh, mm -hmm. of sample of companies uh, which we were not doing uh, this type of uh, approach and. Yeah. Uh, and our 17 accounts uh, and uh, res results were amazing. We had 50 times more opportunities with this targeted approach uh, for new business versus new business without this approach. So yeah. this is, this is, uh, <laughs> yes, this is like really, really eyes opening. So uh, it's not easy, of course, because right. it costs us a lot of uh, energy and also mm -hmm. in the middle of the program, uh, pandemic hit or, or in yeah. the beginning even of the program of the three weeks pandemic hit so we needed to pause our advertising bit put more uh, pressure on uh, also sell sellers yeah. unfortunately with 
webinars with their social outreach, which was good from the perspective of learnings uh, on how to effectively communicate webinar, but uh, very difficult also then uh, in terms of uh, managing and, and of course in, impacted our program effectiveness negatively. Yeah. Uh, advertisements were uh, restarted after uh, after communication was adjusted to the new mm -hmm. reality. And, and of course, then we had like this additional boost, but that was like the last months of the uh, mm -hmm. of the activation. So, so I would say uh, I believe that we partially compensate uh, lack of advertising with uh, more webinars, yeah. and and uh, probably because of that, we were forced to push this as a kind of a new way, and, and mm -hmm. we would never probably come up with idea of having uh, such a uh, yeah. detailed uh, webinars. Uh, in the program, but that was good learning. And once the last months were were done with webinars and with display advertising and with champion model, because that time also we already recruit a couple of uh, really great uh, sellers uh, mm -hmm. using uh, digital to, to to build business. Uh, then the the, the 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 finish was really 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 amazing. So mm -hmm. so was uh, was the learning curve, but. The biggest difficulty is uh, yeah, to be prepared for, for all those challenges and be consistent yeah. during those uh, challenges because it's very easy to give up after mm -hmm. two months of uh, not seeing results, uh, uh, people asking the same questions. Uh, yeah. So it's, uh, it's about consistency. And, yeah. and you know also as a, as a trainer, mm -hmm. you need a couple of months to build a habit. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, this is the biggest the biggest challenge uh, to be able to manage that. So we 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 had a couple of uh, tricks to to do this with with mm -hmm. uh, different level of KPIs, which I also yeah. explained in my article on LinkedIn. Yeah. So I will maybe not go into details, but uh, that was also very important to have good analytics, which was mm -hmm. not about only program effectiveness, but also managing of the program. Yeah. So with looking at the data, you immediately could segment uh, different sellers into groups and, and have different uh, coaching uh, support to them. Indeed. And I think that, yeah, that reflects, reflects on my experience. That reflects also just in terms of people who are different skills, different levels, different ability and different wants as well. You know, some may want to use it for mapping. Some may want to do it more this way. So you need to understand how they're going to build that into their, into their process that works for them and guide them and coach them um, uh, accordingly. Lucas, this has been absolutely awesome. A real eye-opener into, into all this. Um, I love talking to fellow um, digital evangelists. It makes, me, uh, it makes me happy, but also gives me hope as well that you know, there are people out there that are executing this and executing this well with some, uh, with some fantastic results. I will put the link to Lucas's blog in the video somewhere and on the, on the podcast so you can, you can check that out. Um, although Kate will just shoot me because I've just said check out and you should never check things out apparently. Um, Lucas, <laughs> where, can, where can people um, find you? I can guide them to your LinkedIn profile. Is that the best place to start a conversation with you? Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, the best one. And uh, as, a, as a LinkedIn uh, uh, evangelist also, I try to give an example to, to my sales teams mm -hmm. uh, how, how, how to use LinkedIn professionally. So definitely I'm up there very, very often. So awesome. feel free to reach out to me. At mention this podcast if you if you do to prove that you've you've listened to it when you reach when you uh, reach out. But um, Lucas, thank you, and to all my listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in wherever you may be in the world. If you want to be on this podcast, you know what to do. If you want to recommend anybody to be on this podcast, you know what to do. But otherwise, um, Lucas, thank you. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. <laughs>